When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Give us a damn if Jeb Bush endorses Ted Cruz. That's a strike against you, ask me. You know, in person, he's nice, but now he's gone crazy. Look, I wouldn't go into a black church and start screaming, white lives matter. Hello, and welcome to Trumpcast. I'm Hannah Rosen, filling in for Jacob Weisberg. On today's show, I will be calling a very special guest, a Trump expert, also my mom. <laughs> she told me that she's voting for Donald Trump, and there she is laughing. I want to know why. Uh, but before I do that, let's listen to Trump's latest tweets. Wow. At Politico is in total disarray, with almost everybody quitting. Good news, bad, dishonest journalist. I was not scheduled to be on at the O'Reilly Factor, pure fiction. Ted Cruz attacked New Yorkers and New York values. We don't forget. So great to be in New York. Catching up on many things. Remember, I'm still running a major business while I campaigned and loving it. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> this is so weird. I'm ready for your questions. <laughs> you ready for my questions? <laughs> Did you prepare? Did you prepare for this? I know what to say. I mean, prepare. What I'm supposed to prepare. I, you know, I know what nothing. I feel about him. That's all. Nothing, nothing, nothing. This is just a chance. I know it's really weird, but it's just I know you're voting for Trump. So this is just why. This is just me asking you why. Why? Do you do you always vote for Republicans now? Like, who did you vote for no, in the past? No, 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 no. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was registered Democrat. And uh, the last few years, truthfully, I just think that I don't see I don't see a Republican or Democrat or liberal. I don't think that I just just feel that you have to vote for the person, not mm-hmm. for not for, uh, you know, a party. It's 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 wrong. So who's a politician in the last few years that you liked, either like a local guy or national guy, someone you thought, oh, that's a great guy? Well, you know, I like Schumer. I like uh, mm-hmm. I like uh, Bloomberg. I like very much. There's few of them that, you know, uh, you know, I like. And mm-hmm. um, and some of them I don't like, and I'm I'm not going to mention them. <laughs> so so you definitely supporting Donald Trump, right? Yes, I do. Like, why? What do you like about him? Um, the only thing that you know, I feel right now is that the country really needs a chance. Because when you look at the debate, when you just watch the debate from both sides, they're both saying the same thing. It's like become boring. They promise and promise and promise them. He speaks up his thing. He has a track record. Uh, he's fresh. He's using his own money. And the, the most important thing about Trump, which I feel 
uh, people are voting for him, and he's causing all this, you know, uh, devotion that people want actually for him to. He just wants to bring the glory, and I think they they believe it because. Trump wait, like, is, wait, 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 slow down. So what do you mean fresh? Like, what is fresh about him? Do you mean, like, the way he talks, his hair, or, like, what? First of all, he's not, he's not a regular politician. He's not the type. I mean, what we see here throughout the years is people are standing up on the podium and telling you about all these things from both sides. Uh, we are going to reduce taxes. We are going to bring the troops out. There is not going to be any war. We are going to help the middle class. We are going to fight the Wall Street and all that. And once they get into the office, none of those have happened, either by the fact that they forget or they just cannot fight the House and the Senate. So they are unable to, you know, to, to, to keep all the promises. Here come a guy that is not a politician. He's a self-made man that made all his money. He's using his money to run, and he accomplished things. And people all of a sudden see it as a hope, as a hope. This is a guy that maybe saved the day. He's really an American. He cares about America, and he wants to do things. So we want to give him a chance. So I, I feel that I want to give him a chance. The same thing that happened in New York many years ago with Bloomberg. He came from nowhere. Nobody knew who was Bloomberg. But people, when people are fed up of the situation, they're willing to take the risk and get someone that they feel would do the job. And I think that's what happened with Donald Trump right now. How do you feel about the way he talks? It's like he's performing. It's like a performance. Do you understand? The yeah. way he does, he likes to talk, and he sometimes come, come across like, uh, I would say even foolish, you know, the way he talks. I, I understand all that. I understand completely. But he brags a lot. But when you take all these things and you start weighing the good against the bad, and the fact is that we are in a situation that none of those candidates from both sides is really acceptable. For me, un mm -hmm. unacceptable. I don't see, I don't feel trust with any of them. So I'm willing to give him a chance because I see his track record. I saw that what he has accomplished on his personal life. I see his family. I see the children. It's very important for me to see that with all the wealth and the way their ch his children grew up, you don't see anything about them in the newspaper. You don't see anything. They are accomplished. They are involved in the business. They are good children. And for me, it's a solid, solid family that there is a hope. What about the stuff you said about Rosie O'Donnell? Like he called her a fat ass and a slob. Probably I'll sue her because it would be fun. I'd like to take some money out of her fat ass pockets. And then he said all that stuff about Megyn Kelly and her period and, you know, and pe women being, you know, Carly Fiorina having an ugly face. Like when you hear <laughs> him say stuff like that. <laughs> Actually, that was very surprising because he has obviously has a lot of people around him that direct him what to do. And he, I think he's trying to tone it down because he, he feels that it's really stupid and foolish. But at the same time, I have to weigh one against the other. And for me, um, you know, you take the scale. And you, 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 figure, you figure, okay, he's not talking, and I'm sure that will be toned down, down the road. You know, he mm -hmm. understands that. He, he watched himself sometime after the debate. I'm sure he does. And he look, probably he sees, and he said, well, that's foolish what I'm saying. You know, it doesn't so, look good. But what the language stuff brings up is not, you know, what he, it's partly what he actually thinks about women, but it's also partly the worry is, the kind of temperament he has. Like, is he a person who loses his temper very quickly or who is capable of saying nasty stuff? Do you think about that? Does that worry you? 
It does. A hundred percent. You know, it's, he's not a hundred percent a person that I would say, okay, he's perfectly a hundred percent fit to be president. But at the same time, you know, I'm looking at the other candidate, and for for me, he's better than them. I just I just feel that he is going. to to bring the respect, because he speaks up exactly what people think. But Rosie O'Donnell, that was really silly. But he's running a big business, is an empire, and if he would talk like that uh, throughout, you know, throughout the day and throughout his business, that he's not going to be in today what he, what he accomplished. He won't be. He won't be able mm-hmm. to do it. People are going to lose respect for him. So I don't think that in real life he really, he really he's like that. I just don't believe it. Can you give me an example of a time when he, in a debate or some other time, said something and you thought, oh, my God, finally someone is saying something that I believe and my friends believe. Finally, someone says the truth. Like, what's an example that nobody else will say? What's an example of something he said like that? One of the examples that he will never do the Iran deal. That was a big issue for me. I thought that was a big, big, big thing. It's big, and now we see what's going on. And he saw it, and he said he will never ever sign for something like that. He will never. He will. He will back off. I mean, he will. He will stand his ground, which, mm-hmm. uh, which you know, it's a it's a big danger. And he said that. You know, all the other things about the the uh, the Mexican and everything like that. You know, it was a secondary issue, and I don't believe half of the things that he's saying. You know, about he's he's going to deport everybody. He he knows he won't be able to do it. But Iran deal it was a big thing, and you know, something that is. Uh, concern to all of us, and especially, you know, for somebody like me. And he said that, and I thought that that's a very smart thing to do, you know? What about what, what about the stuff he says about Mexicans or Muslims? You know, we're just going to—we're not going to let these people in. We're going to make them build a wall and pay for it. Again, I, you know, I think the way he phrased it, it was—he came out really stupid. He should have really uh, phrased it differently. Uh, I don't think he means that he's going to pick up all the Mexicans and deport them. It's not going to mm-hmm. happen. And it, him, as a smart man, he knows that that's not going to happen. Um, it, 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 as far as he's saying that everybody is rapist and uh, and and stuff like that, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. And then he retracted it through the you know through the other debate by saying, uh, you know, I love Mexican and I love and I have a lot of people that, that works for me. So it, the way he phrased himself sounded, the way he burst and stuff, it talked like that. It was really silly. He thought that he's going to do a do, good thing because people, white now in the United States are upset about the economy and the fact that the job is being taken away and all things. So he thought talking like that is going to bring him some respect, but he didn't. And I think he realized that. Are you happy that Trump is from Queens? Do you feel like he's like a local Queens boy and you like that? No, I don't care. <laughs> you don't care. What your na- The neighbors from Queens in our building, like who did, does everybody talk among themselves and they like Trump? What's the general feeling in Queens? Uh, you know, there is very heated ar- argument. A lot of people are completely don't want to, f- you know, uh, they said absolutely not. Look how he's talking. The same, the same thing that you bring it up about women mm-hmm. and the whole thing. That they don't see the whole place. And some people are completely, completely, completely behind him, 100%. Mm-hmm. So, what about, yeah. um, okay, so listeners, Ellie is my dad. What about Ellie? Did you convince him to vote for Trump? Ellie, no, Ellie basically said he is not voting for anybody because he doesn't believe in anybody. He said they all promise one thing and then they don't deliver. So, so he's just uh, giving up. He's giving up, but, which I'm not going to let him. 
All right, well, there's going to be, then, yeah, so you can take him to the poll booth. No, he's going to go to vote. You can put his hand on the No way. He's, he's, you know, every year, every year he says the same thing. But I said, if you like change, it doesn't make it for, the, for, for good or for bad, you have to vote. Otherwise, you can complain about situation. You have good. to vote. That's it. Okay, um, good. Yeah, this, good. this is the way I feel. You know, we all, we, you know, I'm very strong about that. Um, Mommy, thank you so much. That was great. No problem. Okay. <laughs> I hope, I, you know, I brought my opinion, of course, like, clearly. You did great. <laughs> I think Trump should hire you to be his queen spokesperson. <laughs> I'm going to send him in Twitter. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye-bye. That's it for today's episode of Trumpcast. Tell us what you think of the show by giving us a rating and a review on iTunes. And don't forget to hit subscribe while you're there to get our latest episode as soon as it's released. Give it a bunch of terrible one-star reviews like I did. Really, really take them down. I mean, come on. This isn't classy at all. And I think we all know I'm about class. Trumpcast is produced by Henry Malofsky and Jason DeLeon. Slate's executive producer is Steve Lichtai. Andy Bowers is our chief content officer. Thanks to John DiDomenico, as always, for being the voice of the Don. And today, I'll leave you with a clip from the iHeartRadio Music Awards. Justin Timberlake is presenting Taylor Swift the award for best tour, and he makes a cute attempt at a political joke. I'm Hannah Rosen. Jacob will be back next week. Thanks for joining me on Trumpcast. Some people are out here to build walls. We ain't naming no names. But as an artist, that was a political joke. Shut up, you can't even vote. I'm kidding, I'm, ki- I'm kidding. Taylor chooses to knock down walls and invite everyone to be on her hashtag squad. Hi, this is Josh Levine from Slate's sports podcast, Hang Up Listen. I'm here with Stefan Fatsis. Hello, Stefan. Hello, Josh. I'm here with Mike Pesca. Hello, Mike. Hi. And we all three of us will be on the same stage coming up on April 25th, Monday night in Washington, D.C. for a live show at the Woolly Mammoth Theater. It's very rare for us all to be together. It's going to be fun. Both of those things. It's rare for us to have fun, and it's rare for us to be together. <laughs> so that's good. I'm glad we're getting both and done at once. And to be together and have fun at yes. the same time. Yes, that's right. So if you want to be with us, if you want to have fun, you can shoot that gap, thread that needle. Be there April 25th at the Woolly Mammoth Theater in Washington, D.C. To buy tickets, you can go to slate.com slash live April 25th Washington, D.C. Hang up and listen live.